What's good everybody, this is Silas from SilasBeats.com Today I wanted to, you know, it's not the same kind of vibe that I have um, I just wanted to talk on, you know, one or two of the things that I've been thinking about um, We're like fully into festive mode at the moment And like I'm, I'm trying to stay as far away from the shops as possible I'm just trying to stay away from the whole commercialism thing. Not that I think it's bad. I just, I don't like, especially at this time of the year, I don't like big crowds. Um, I'm kind of trying to, you know, center myself for the new year. Um, and yeah, I kind of like to be in my own space. I mean, obviously I have family around and stuff, but just to be in my own space. But yeah, I've had a couple of thoughts go through my mind. And yeah, that kind of that have kind of led me to doing this podcast today. So the first thing um, on my mind was a line that I read somewhere. Actually, I think I heard it somewhere where someone said that if you want to be, I think I mentioned it in a voice note before. If you want to be a, if you want to be an anomaly, you have to behave like an anomaly. So basically, if you want to be like treated differently from everybody else which is what we basically what we all want we don't all we don't a lot of us as creatives we want to be noticed we want our brands to become bigger we want to be able to do a lot more than what everybody else is doing but for us to achieve that we have to behave differently right um again hence me doing this voice note now it is literally it's 10 minutes past christmas uh it's 10 minutes into christmas um, and I mean, here I am. Look, I had a great day. Um, I managed to do a hang of a lot of family-related things. Um, I also managed to do a lot of business-related things today. Would you believe? Uh, well, when I say today, I'm talking about yesterday, which was Christmas Eve. Um, so I managed to get a lot done. Um, and I think it's in those moments where the difference is. I mean, today alone, I managed to set up. Um, I set up. Like a little, got a little email list going, um, just trying to give out more information, give out more value and whatnot. I also managed to um, spend a lot of time trying to get my website to just load faster. I don't know. I that was just a just a thought that I've had. I've been trying to optimize my website for a long time, um, playing with different colors, experimenting, seeing you know, do I get more hits when I've got a lighter background as opposed to a darker one. Um, I read a couple of articles, watched a couple of videos, and actually figured that uh, through all of the stuff that I've read, lighter, more simpler websites do so much better than your, you know, your seven colors on your website. You know, you think that your, you know, a bright website would do a lot better, but it actually doesn't. You know, it it needs to be distraction free. I mean. Our websites, uh, traditionally, we're used to having a column down the one side with the Twitter feed and, you know, Facebook feed. But no one ever, I mean, no one really wants that stuff anymore. If someone wants your Facebook, they're going to go to Facebook and type your name in. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to, you know, it's nice to have your feed there and have a follow button and whatnot. It's great. But, again, you, when, you people, when people come to your website, you want them to focus on your website. Uh, again, this is all information that I got from just reading and watching videos and just picking up as much information as I can. So I simplified my website a lot, and that alone sped my website up a lot. It's a lot faster now, um, loading up. Um, I tested out different BeatStore players. 
trying to see which ones work best um, and just trying to get it to work faster because all those things impact um, how much time people spend on the website. If it's clunky and every time you click on something, you have to wait 15 seconds for, for it to load the next page, people are going to bounce from your website really quickly, uh, which is essentially it's called the bounce rate. Um, and that's how long people spend on your website. And that can all be picked up through something like Google Analytics. So as part of my package with Wix.com, um, I integrated my Facebook Pixel um, as well as Google Analytics, as well as I'm using this website. Um, completely forgotten it now, but what it does is it gives me detailed information on who's visited, where they've come from, um, and how many hits I've had, you know, just site information. That would be nice for me to know. I'm trying to gather as much information as I can as I work on things so that I'm not wasting time, right? But these are all little things that I'm doing. And what's funny is that I'm doing them now when everybody else has kind of, you know, gone into holiday mode, which is cool by me. Um, it's one of those things. But like I said, yeah, that's what brought me to think about trying to behave differently. When everybody is trying to do one thing, I'm trying to do another. They say when people, uh, when everybody zigs, you must zag. Um, that is a concept. Where did, where, was it? where did I see? I think it was in a book. Um, I think the book was called Zag. Uh, so essentially, that's the, the premise of the book. When everybody is doing that one thing, go the other way. Um, at the moment, I uh, see people, everybody's going into video and whatnot. I'm trying to get into video as well into doing more videos and whatnot, but at the same time, I am also just trying to, you know, go in harder with my written things, my written blogs, go in harder with podcasts like this. Just trying to zag. All right, that's the one thing I picked up. The other thing, um, over the past, like, two or so weeks, you know, leading up to Christmas, I have been archiving my beats. I've been labeling. I've been making lists because when the year starts next year, I have... I want to be in a place where I have a lot of albums ready to go out already, right? To TV, to uh, you know, to artists and all that kind of thing. My, I want my beats to be ready to go out. So I was making my lists and listening back to some of the beats, and I thought to myself, my goodness, those beats were terrible. And like, um, I've had a couple of contacts say something like, "Look, dude, you know the beats aren't too bad, or the beats are really dope. Don't say that." And I think one of the reasons why I think the beats aren't, they're not as good as people might think that they are is because I've made a lot of beats this year. And I've been, I've been forcing them out really, 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 really quickly. I've pushed myself, pushed, 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 pushed to a point where, you know, I've, you know, I've just been pulling that inspiration out. And looking back, I don't have as many, like, you know when you make 10 beats, say you make 10 beats, in the in, in in ten days, right? You're gonna look back on those beats. Some of them will be dope. The rest will think, you know, it's okay. But I feel as though because of the huge amount of beats that I've been putting out, I can kind of detach myself. You know, when you make ten beats and that's all you've made for the year, you kind of hold those beats dear to you. But because I think I've done in excess of 250 beats this year, um, and even that is not a massive number, but because I've done so many beats fully arranged, I I've detached myself from the beat. So now I look at them objectively and I'm like, wow, that mix was bad. Wow, I can hear that vocal is distorting. Wow, that snare is too loud. You know, and I'm able to go back in and 
Um, there was a podcast where, uh, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's a podcast where someone said, um, it's nice when you're learning something, when you're learning how to make beats in the beginning. Because in the beginning, all you're thinking about, hey, how does that beat make me feel, right? But the more you get into it, the more technical you get. And you're like, it's less about how the, it's less about, you know, how does it make you feel? And small little things start to creep in. Like, you start to think a little bit more about the snare. You start to think a little bit more about the kick and how the kick relates to the 808s and whether there's a bass line and how that bass line reacts to, you know, how the groove of that bass line goes, you know, then things get start getting deeper because now you're thinking about the groove of the beat, you know, how does the, how does the beat make a person bob their head? Is there a specific way that people are bobbing their head? And then from there, you know, you start to, you start to research all kinds of little ways to make people bob their heads in different ways. Um, ever since I got the Akai Fire, which is, you know, it's a great piece of hardware, Ever since I got it, I learned about, I've been going super, super deep with grooves. Taking a snare and not having the snare on two and four and having the kick on, you know, one and three, where it's very, very, you know, it's grid-based. You know, that whole pattern, uh, that pattern, the, what, what do you call the step sequence on FL Studio, where you just have the kick in a specific space and it sounds perfect. It's perfectly placed. When you put a snare down, it's perfectly placed. When you actually get those things and you just notch them out a little bit, you know, you have a hi-hat and it kind of creates, it's kind of like the swing, it's kind of like the shuffle um, that you can add to a beat, but you're adding it in manually. Therefore, it becomes this humanized drum pattern, you know. And then you do the same thing with the notes because now the notes need to relate to the way the kicks go and the way everything sits in pocket. Um, in pocket meaning, you know, it's, you know, when someone bobs their head in a particular way and then it, certain notes just hit at the perfect time. Um, they might not be in time, but they're perfect. You know? uh, one guy I know that does this a lot, he's been doing it, and I've been listening to his music for maybe, let's see now, five years, uh, is John Bellion. When that guy gets onto an MPC and he plays, I don't know how he does it. I don't know. Like I've watched a lot of his videos, and he, he's got that bounce almost every single track has this different bounce to it and it's not a usual bounce um and yeah it's all mpc based but that groove you know when you get to that level where you're like i'm worried about the groove then you know you're in deep and that's kind of where i am now so it's a case of trying to mix and master as well as trying to get the groove right and then you're trying to get the instrumentation right the sound design right, design right. and that is essentially what brought me to the point where I, where I say, look, my beats are not all that. Um, and essentially, I've just realized now I probably need to go in and do another 250 next year and get to a higher point so that I can, you know, continue doing the same thing. But again, it's down to that first thing I was mentioning where if you want to be different, you have to behave differently. And I suppose one of those things is just not being happy with the work, the current work that you're doing. A lot of people get into that space where they're like, look, I've, I've done well for myself this year. And in doing that, they kind of relax. And in the following year, they don't push as hard as they did the year before. And look, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it does happen, right? So, yeah, um, more work in 2019, I guess. Uh, last point um, is something that I've been working on um, with regards to, you know, just me trying to, build. I know I've had one or two messages come in from people 
saying, cool, um, more information. Can we get more information on how you're actually trying to build up this, this beat, this beat selling website, this beat store, and you know, all these beat services and everything um, that I mentioned in previous podcasts. And one of the things I'm trying to do now is instead of me focusing to, like a lot on like you know all of these things that I'm trying to sell to people let me actually just you know put a little bit of time and effort into creating like a really really dope product something that I know regardless <clears throat> regardless of how much people pay for it or how much I value it that thing is going to be a valuable product um, at the at this point in time I'm, I'm toying with the idea of doing a series, I, I'm literally saying it out now, f- loud for the first time ever, um, uh, playing around with a series called, uh, I think I'm going to call it something like Under the Hood, or like Behind the Curtain, where basically what I want to do is have a, it'll be a paid service, I think it will be a paid service, I will paid like, uh, can I call it a course, but it'll be like an ongoing course, so what I want to do is have people come through. Um, maybe there'll be like a one-time subscription fee. Maybe, I don't know, a grand. I don't know what it will be. But from that point, I want to have videos where I actually show what I'm doing. That's the one thing I've never done before. I've never actually just had a public place where I'm like, I clicked here. I then did this. I did this to this vocal. You know, where I'm pulling back the curtain and showing people look, this is what I do, this is, look, it's not, it's, it might be dope, but it's not something that can't be repeated, you can get to this point, right, I think it'll be, it's, it'll be fairly straightforward, and I think people will find value in that, and then what I'll do is possibly have maybe 15 videos, maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 videos up there, um, in this place that once someone pays a subscription, they pay it once off, and that's it, and then what I'll do is, time goes on, I will increase the amount of videos. I want to add maybe one every two weeks or one every week. Add a video to the stockpile. Improve videos, you know, change things around. Make things, create this really this huge hybrid place where people can come, get the information that they need and get to a point where their music is making them money, where uh, as music producers... Um, and artists there is you know you might be able to mix for yourself or record yourself or you know basically do what I'm doing at the moment and get paid for it right Uh, which I think is going to be a good stepping stone to getting to the next point which would be you know building up your fame and becoming ultra famous or becoming ultra rich or be having ultra influence Um, yeah so I think that is a a thing that I'm, I'm currently working on um, I've jotted down a couple of ideas, as I mentioned. I haven't mentioned it to anybody or anything like that. So, uh, if you think it's a dope idea, uh, let me know. Also, if you want to replicate it, you know, go ahead. Uh, I really don't mind. Um, we'll all benefit at the end of the day somehow. Um, and yeah, I think I think it will be dope, especially for an emerging market like South Africa's, where we are we're learning. We're learning quickly, but we, for some reason, we are. Because of the size of our industry, because of our population, because of our resources, we aren't progressing as fast as other countries are. Um, so I think if we can, if I can help out and try and get us to speed up as much as possible, so that we can kind of catch the world market, so that we can actually 
uh, people in the world market can take us seriously. Um, the other day, I was on um, the one of this is course that I'm doing, the constant conversion strategy, and we were talking and we were busy sharing um, ideas. We were going back and forth with ideas on uh, which countries are the best to try and sell beats to. And people in the States were like, Germany, um, where else? Germany, Holland, England, USA, Canada, um, and South Africa. South Africa was in that list. And they were like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Those dudes in South Africa, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm getting sales from South Africa. They're taking us seriously as a market of people who will go up and buy beats, which is dope. Um, and it's the same with the people who are selling beats. Here, we're starting to get more producers who are selling beats off of these platforms. And they, they're starting to take us more seriously as artists as well. I think what we also kind of need to do is just kind of enforce our sound as well, um, kind of like a South African sound that's not just, you know, the generic, you know, your, your Travis Scott kind of beat coming from uh, a producer who is straight up South African. You know, we need to have a little bit more diversity there. Add a little bit of our grooves and our rhythms and stuff to our stuff. That, that's all just preference. But yeah, um, it's dope to see that we are emerging and we are stepping forward with our sounds and everything. But yeah, um, yeah I think if anything, this one here, this podcast is um, it's going to be the main takeaway is going to be if you want to be treated differently, uh, you have to behave differently, I suppose, yeah. Um, if you want to send me a text, be sure to do so. You can text me on 074-605-7360. Or you can jump on my website, www.silasbeats.com. Uh, jump on my mailing list. Uh, as I mentioned, I just set that up. and I'm going to be trying to just pump out as much content as I can. Um, as much help and try and speak through as much of what I'm doing as possible. That way you hear it first from me and I'm getting information direct from all of these sources um, as best as I can and just relaying them on to everybody else. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what's up. Uh, be sure to email me as well, silasbeats at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, we can keep the conversation going. Peace.